This is the Colgrave Seabrook Foundation podcast in association with Hawk Week, the industry's leading trade title. This podcast is brought to you with the help of our sponsor, More People, the market leaders for professional recruitment across the UK and internationally. They specialise in horticulture, fresh produce, food, agriculture, and garden and leisure sectors. For more information, please visit morepeople.co.uk. One of the key selling points about the diploma is the fact that you're not paying to get the qualification. You're actually being paid whilst you get the qualification. I'm Neville Stein, one of the trustees of the Colgrave Seabrook Foundation. We know it's quite hard to find good information about horticultural careers, which is why we made this podcast. My guest on this episode of the podcast is Sarah Hale, who is the Horticultural Courses Officer at the Royal Horticultural Society. I know Sarah because as one of the assessors on the Master of Horticulture course, we work together. This podcast is full of information for people who might be considering further education, whether they're currently in education or thinking of returning to their studies. I'm delighted to be with uh, Sarah Hale today. Sarah, it seems we've been spending a lot of time together recently working on the RHS Master of Horticulture. So I'm delighted that you've decided to spend another hour with me today. Anyway, welcome. Thank you very much, Neville. It's a delight to see you as always. Well, thanks. And I uh, do appreciate the help you give me when I assess on the Master of Horticulture. Um, I'm intrigued. Why should anyone study with the RHS? I think studying with the RHS is a fantastic opportunity for anyone because there's such a fantastic support network available and there's lots of different qualifications and training programmes that the RHS offers. So if you're looking as an amateur and you're looking at just gaining new skills for looking after your garden, the RHS offers a lot of CPD courses and workshops, but they also offer a lot of qualifications and professional vocational training. So if you're looking at transitioning into horticulture as a career, there's a lot of different programmes available for you, depending on the avenue that you want to go down. Sure. And I know your particular involvement is as courses officer for the Master of Horticulture, but can you tell me roughly how many horticultural courses are available with the Royal Horticultural Society? Yes, so with RHS qualifications, which is the awarding body, they deliver various different qualifications at level one, level two and level three. Those qualifications are delivered by external centres, so you can train with those centres across the UK. They do face-to-face and also online courses. If you want to train at RHS Gardens specifically, that's with the School of Horticulture Department. They offer apprenticeships at all five of the RHS Gardens. They will normally last you about two years and the apprenticeships that they offer will vary slightly each year. Um, so there could be a mechanical um, apprenticeship, an arboriculture apprenticeship or a horticultural apprenticeship. The School of Horticulture also offers um, professional work placements across all five gardens. Again, they last one year and you can choose to specialise in one area of the garden. So, for example, you could choose to specialise in the edibles department. There's also the Level 4 and the Level 4 Diploma, which is offered at RHS Garden Wisley. That, again, is a two-year programme. In the first year, you complete the Level 3 Diploma, and in the second year, you go on to complete the Level 4. With all of the School of Horticulture training programmes, you are an employee at the RHS as well. So in addition to doing your training, you also get that practical 
work experienced within the gardens. At level six, there's then the Master of Horticulture programme, which is the programme that I work on. That's a three-year degree-level programme that's designed for professional horticulturists that have already been in the industry for a while. The RHS also works with a few PhD university providers. So if you're working at PhD level, you can also have that connection with the RHS. So there's lots of different training programmes and avenues depending on which level you're looking at working at. So basically, you've got something for everyone at all various levels of education. That's what I'm sensing from what you've said. Does that feel about right as a summary? Yeah, I'd say that the RHS has something there for everyone, regardless of what level you're at, regardless of whether you're new to the industry, if you've been in the industry for a while, if you're an amateur, if you're a professional, if you're very experienced and just looking at upskilling or if you're looking at potentially changing career, there's something there for absolutely everyone. I'm intrigued and I'd like to sort of dig into a bit more the School of Horticulture. And you said that's a two-year programme. Is that sort of programme where students come from anywhere in the country or perhaps even abroad and come and live down somewhere near Wisley and just attend every day, almost as if they were like at university? Yeah, so for the Level 3 and Level 4 diploma students, that's where they will work at Wisley for two years. That's the programme that's only offered at Wisley. All of the other School of Horts programmes are offered at all five gardens. But for the Level 3 and Level 4 diploma, it's predominantly UK nationals that will do the programme just because of visa complications for anyone that is international. A lot of the students will live at Hanbury Court, which is some property right next to Wisley Garden that the garden owns. So they're within walking distance. They'll live in shared accommodation for the two years. They will be in the garden working practically five on seven. So within a week, there will be five days working, two days off because the garden's open to the public seven days a week. It works slightly different every week. So you might be in on Monday, Tuesday, have Wednesday and Thursday off and then work Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Within that, the students also have lectures. So we have external tutors and also lecturers come in and they will deliver a series of lectures or could be practical workshops to the students. The students will then also have coursework and assessments that they need to complete so it is quite similar to university, but the students are working alongside all of that. So they are full-time employees of the RHS in addition to doing the training. So the great news is that at the end of the two years, they're not in debt. They've got a qualification and they've got two years practical experience. Does that seem right? Yes, and that is absolutely one of the key selling points about the diploma is the fact that you're not paying to get the qualification. You're actually being paid whilst you get the qualification and you get a lot of industry connections as well. A lot of the School of Horse graduates, they will carry on working within the gardens. Some jobs will come up. They will apply for them because they know the gardens. They know the teams already. They know the areas within the gardens and they know, yes, this is something that I'm very interested in doing. So it is a absolutely fantastic opportunity for students it does sound wonderful i'm sensing that the fact that you know if you've got this diploma from wisley which is the most world famous gardening brand i would imagine that it really is a passport to worldwide horticulture yes we find that a lot of the school of horticulture graduates the fact that they've done the diploma 
it makes them stand out from a lot of other applicants. It obviously doesn't guarantee that they will get jobs, but before they even get to interview stage, quite often they will stand out from other applicants for the same job because the training is so vigorous and they're trained in so many different aspects. Graduates will have a broad overview of the industry. They'll have lots of different skills, not just practical skills, but academic writing skills and also presentation skills. So it really does equip a lot of students and graduates for life within the industry. So could we talk a little bit more about the Master of Horticulture, which is the programme you're involved in? Now, that's a degree level, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's level six, which is the same level as an undergraduate degree. And typically, who are the people, you know, what are their backgrounds when they come on and study for the Master of Horticulture? Yeah, so one of the prerequisites for the Master of Horticulture is that you need to have been in the industry for at least four years and have supervisory or managerial experience. So in contrast to the School of Horticulture, the MHOR is very much for people that are established within the industry. But the great thing about the MHORT is that it's open to anyone within the industry. So we have candidates who are based all over the world, where it's an online programme. It means that we're able to cater for international candidates in different time zones and things. But it also means that we have people who have trained in any area within the industry. So it could be working in nurseries or propagation, could be working in producing fruits, could be working in cut flowers, garden design, working as consultants for other organisations. So pretty much anything goes in terms of the MHORT, which is absolutely fantastic. And do you get some students that have done the diploma from the School of Hort then move on to the MHORT? Yes, every year we get a couple of applicants that are School of Horticulture graduates, either as apprenticeships or practical work placement graduates or students who've done the Level 3 and Level 4 diploma, which is really nice to see candidates transitioning from entering the industry to being established in the industry and looking to continue within their education and profession. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that if you've got that diploma from the School of Horticulture and then you get the master of horticulture i would imagine that those two qualifications together would really rocket power your career and take you to another level sarah the people that are coming to study the rhs are they career changers or are they people already in horticulture they're looking to develop their career further yeah we do get a lot of career changes so with the school of horticulture because that's aims more at people that are earlier on in their career. We do find that a lot of people are career changers. When people talk about apprenticeships, you generally think 16 to 18 year old, but actually within the RHS, most of our apprentices are within their 20s or 30s. They've had very successful career within a different industry. They've decided it's not quite for them. They want to be more outside. They want to be involved in nature. So they are having a career change. With the Master of Horticulture, obviously because of the prerequisites and it being aimed at people that are more established within the industry, they're people that have been in the industry for a few years. But even at that level, we do have people that have had career changes earlier on in their career. So I think the horticulture is definitely a career that is open to people who have had different experiences, have had different careers and are looking at transitioning. And I would say that horticulture is a very open and very accepting industry to work in. Do you sense any particular reason why people are 
changing careers. Is there anything about horticulture that's really grabbing people and saying to them, this is the career for me? Yes, we find that a lot of people career change into horticulture because they've been suffering with mental health and being outside, being in nature has really benefited them and their mental health and it's because of that that they've made that decision to make that career change. I think part of what's so good about the RHS is the fact that if you're within the garden staff, you are outside a lot of the time, you're surrounded by nature. But horticulture is also a very, very accepting and very supportive industry. And having come from a dance and fitness background myself, you didn't really get that support so much. I would say that that's something that's really stood out for me since entering the horticultural industry, that it's so accepting of everyone. I actually think also it strikes me that there's a career structure within the RHS that, you know, if you get into the RHS, you could probably stay there for many years and, and develop your career and move on up the hierarchy. Would that be true? Yes, absolutely. One of my colleagues that works on the School of Horticulture, she's been at the RHS for over 15 years. That was 15 years nonstop. She had worked at the RHS before that as well. We have lots of people that work within the RHS for 10 plus years. I think we've even had people that have been at the RHS for 35, 40 years. So there's a lot of avenue for career progression within the industry, but within the organisation as well, it's where the RHS is so big. It has so many different avenues that it looks at. There's the opportunity to, if you want to stay within horticulture, but you want to shift your focus slightly, you can change into a different department as well. Well, when I first started getting involved in, with the education at RHS, Sarah Cathcart was in charge of the programmes. And now, I mean, Sarah's left, as you know, but she's now in charge of the educational programmes at Longwood Gardens in Pennsylvania. Isn't that tremendous that, you know, you could leave the RHS and go to Longwood Gardens, you know, one of the, along with the RHS, one of the world's greatest gardens. So that's just evidence that it really does open up opportunities. Having studied and worked at the RHS is a bit of a passport, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And with the RHS, where it's such a well-known organisation, you make those global connections. It's not just connections within the UK. You absolutely get worldwide connections. So it does help facilitate if you want to move to a different country, you'll have those connections ready within the industry. Or even if you want to go on holiday and meet a head gardener in Italy or something, you know, you will get those connections, won't you, through the RHS? Yeah, absolutely. And we see that within the MHOR programme where we have international candidates. A lot of candidates contact each other even after they've graduated. They know someone that lives local to somewhere. They'll see, oh, do you have any connections at this garden? Can I get in touch with them to organise a visit with them? It's definitely a fantastic area of the industry, being able to make those connections. Are you seeing evidence of people having studied at the RHS and have really developed their career as a result of that? Yes, especially in the past few years, we've got a lot of MHawk graduates that at the end of their third year, they have to complete a dissertation. A lot of our recent graduates are going on and continuing that research in professional capacities. So we've had some recent graduates that have had books published based on their dissertation research. We've had graduates that have also applied for funding from local councils to be able to continue their research. We also have some candidates 
kids that go on and complete training in other areas. So some of them will go on and get a master's degree, which is level seven. We also have some graduates that decide to have a career change within the industry. So they could have initially been working as an employee for an organisation. They then decide to go and open up their own consultation business or they'll go into writing, presenting professionally. So we see that a lot of graduates, especially after the MHORTs, basically the world is their oyster and a lot of candidates do make the decision to change their career slightly as a result of the new skills that they've got. Now, anyone that's read anything about the RHS recently will know that there's a massive drive to really encourage us to be much more sustainable with our gardening. How is that sort of sustainability message impacting upon what you deliver in terms of education? You know, are you changing the programmes at all or are you tweaking them? Partly as a knock-on impact of COVID, but also because of the sustainability impact, there's been a more gradual shift to training programmes moving online. So RHS qualifications now deliver assessments online. Um, the MHOR programme has now moved entirely online and a lot of that is down to sustainability and us becoming more aware that making people come to the gardens or certain centres to do assessments, especially when you've got international travel, that's not very sustainable. We're also looking at minimising the amount of resources that are physically printed. So a lot more is made available virtually to learners. We're also reviewing the content to make sure that sustainability is embedded within what candidates and students have to learn and what they're assessed on as well. We've talked about the wide range of courses that are available from the RHS. So imagine someone's listening to this podcast and they get excited about wanting to study the RHS. What's the first thing they need to do? The first step would definitely be to go to the RHS website, which is rhs.org.uk. On there, we've got a whole section dedicated to education. So depending on where you are within your journey, if you know where you want to go, there's lots of different avenues that you can go down. We also do um, work experience within the gardens. That's facilitated by new shoots. So if you're not sure specifically what area you'd like to go into, you can contact them to organise some work experience. You have a look at different areas within the garden. Do you want to specialise in working in glasshouse? Do you want to work in propagation? Do you want to work in formal areas of the garden? So that's a good way of trying to find out potentially where your area of interest is within the industry. You can then look at what formal training you would like to do. Um, so apprenticeships, which are generally level two and higher, they're generally aimed at people that are brand new to the industry. So if you don't have that existing work experience, you can then start at an apprenticeship level to get your formal qualification. If you've got a bit more experience, you could look at doing the level three or level four diploma, or even the PWP, which is the professional work placements in the gardens. So there's lots of different avenues depending on how much experience you've already got. If you're not based near an RHS garden, there's also the option of doing a qualification through RHS qualifications at one of their centres, their centres are based all over the country, so a lot of people will have someone nearby that they can do their training with. Okay. 
Um, let's imagine, though, that perhaps I was still very unsure about even about horticulture. Is it possible to come and volunteer at one of the numerous RHS gardens just for maybe a week or two weeks or perhaps even for a season, just so I can get a feel as to whether I really do like horticulture? Yes, absolutely. Um, if you're not sure if horticulture is potentially for you, I would say the first step would be to contact the new shoots department. They generally do the more short-term work experience, but there's lots of areas that you can essentially do a week with with them. So we've had some people that have done work experience with the science department as well. So it doesn't necessarily have to be outside in the garden. If you know that, yes, you are happy being outside in the garden, you know, short term, you want to see more long term. How does it change throughout the season? You can then look at volunteering. That's quite flexible. Again, so you don't have to be available the same time, the same day, every week. It can be you do quite an intense week, then you potentially have a couple of weeks off, do one day here, one day there. So depending on whether you want to see, okay, is this for me? Or I know it's for me, I want to get a bit more experience, either look at new sheets work experience or becoming a volunteer at one of the RHS gardens. You've given us a tremendous and wonderful description of what is available at the RHS. Have you ever thought about moving to the marketing department of the RHS? Because you'd be superb at it. <laughs> no, I'm not hugely fond of doing marketing myself. Luckily, we've got a whole department that does that for us. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to stay in the education department? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, you're making a tremendous difference, I know, on the Master of Horticulture. And thanks for all the work you're doing there and encouraging the students. Thanks. Bye. My thanks to Sarah Hale, Horticultural Courses Officer at the RHS. Sarah gave some great info on the sorts of qualifications that can be studied, including what must be a rare thing, the chance to not only get a qualification without taking on debt, but also to be paid while doing so, even the potential to walk into a job immediately on completing studies. Take a look at the RHS website for info on their courses. I'm of course biased, but I think it's a brilliant programme, so feel free to reach out to me for more information.